إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا يهدي الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كلام الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة we continue with our daily lectures. We are studying some rulings of fasting in this series of lectures named Ahkam the rulings of fasting. In these previous lessons, we started with some virtues of fasting. We had uh, some benefits, some wisdoms behind some and uh, we started some rulings yesterday with the conditions of Siyam. We had question about the conditions of fasting and it is very important question about the conditions and the pillars because we said we are starting with the conditions of Saum and we will have the pillars of Saum. And it is difference the difference about between shart and rukn condition and pillar is a pure matter of usul al-fiqh we need to know that the conditions and the pillars are all obligations so we have to do and fulfill all the conditions of the fasting and all the pillars of the fasting so our fast will be accepted so we know we have five rulings in Islam. We have haram, we have makruh, we have mubah, we have wajib, and we have mustahab. So the conditions and the pillars, they are both wajibat. They are both obligations that we have to do, we have to fulfill. Not only in fasting, but in all actions. For example, as salah salah we have the conditions of uh, the prayer and we have the pillars of the prayer even if these terminologies are subject of disagreement between the scholars the, some scholars will name it uh, this farz the others they said wajib the others make a difference between farz and wajib but we know that all these uh, arkan and wajib and uh, shorot the pillars and the conditions they are all obligations this is something that we need to understand the conditions and the pillars, they are all obligations and we have to fulfill. Uh, the second thing, the definition of rukn, the definition of uh, condition, in Usul Fiqh it's a bit complicated, but it's not complicated when we know uh, with examples the meaning. For example, the shart they say, مَا يَلْزَمُ مِنْ وُجُودِهِ مِنْ عَدَمِهِ الْعَدَمُ وَلَا يَلْزَمُ مِنْ وُجُودِهِ وُجُودٌ وَلَا عَدَمٌ It means the condition when we have the condition, doesn't, it doesn't have to do the, the thing. And when we don't have the condition, the thing that we are doing doesn't exist anymore. Uh, we give example. Wudu for the prayer. Wudu is one of the conditions of the prayer. When we do wudu, it doesn't mean we prayed. We fulfilled one of the conditions, but nothing happened yet about the prayer. But when we don't have wudu, even if we pray, the prayer will not count. So without uh, the conditions, we cannot imagine 
the thing that we want to do. Same for the conditions of any action. Another difference between the condition and the pillar, scholars say the pillar is a part of the thing. But while the conditions are something before uh, things that we need to prepare, like preparation for the thing. So when we say uh, the same example, al-wudu is condition of the prayer. So we need to do it, prepare it before the prayer. But uh, al-fatiha, for example, is a rukn, is a pillar of the prayer. It is inside the prayer. But wudu is before the prayer. Like uh, satr al-awra, covering awra is one of the conditions of the prayer because we need to do it and prepare it before. And takbiratul uh, ihram or sujood or ruku' are pillars of the prayer. And we had all these when we had the lessons of the prayer. And maybe inshallah I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us the opportunity to repeat the series of prayer. Uh, pillars, conditions of the prayer, and uh, obligations of the prayer, and sunan that we had in our beloved mosque. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us uh, back to uh, our mosque, to the daily lectures that we miss so much. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to remove this epidemic. So we said that the conditions come before the ibadah, and the pillars are part of ibadah, but all of them are obligations and sometimes you find some scholars say this is a pillar the others say the same thing is condition because they saw the same thing in different perspectives but doesn't change the ruling of the thing it's still a must it's still obligation and we will see this about niya for example niya in fasting in some for shafi'iyah and malikiyah they say it's a pillar and Hanabila and Ahnaf, they say it's condition. And in these series, we don't want to go deep in the disagreement of the scholars. And we are not, just to clarify something, we are not following any specific madhab in uh, our lectures. We are not following, for example, pure uh, Hanafi or pure Malik or pure Shafi'i or pure Hanbali. We are trying to follow the opinions that are most likely to be the correct ones, the strongest ahadith, the strongest proofs. And what we find, um, like, if anything, agreement of the scholars, we have to follow it, uh, of course. So, for example, niya, some scholars say it's rukun, pillar. Some others, they said it's condition. Why? Because uh, some scholars, they said niya, we intend before we start fasting, because we intend during the night. But others, they said, for example, in uh, Nafl, we can intend during the day. And these rulings, inshallah, we will see them. And uh, the other thing, Niyyah has to continue in the whole day of fasting. It's what makes the disagreement between the scholars. But still, we cannot imagine any ibadah without Niyyah. So any ibadah without Niyyah will not count at all. So it's just a small summary about the condition and the pillar what we need to remember, we need to do all of them because we, uh, here we are uh, learning to practice, inshallah, we are learning to do what we learned in these le lectures, inshallah. Yesterday we had the first condition and something else about conditions. The conditions, some scholars divide them in two categories. Uh, conditions, they say shartu wujub and shart saha, and sometimes they say shartu sahatin wa wujub. Some conditions, shart saha. It means when you fulfill this condition, your action, your ibadah will count. Uh, 
and there are شرط وجوب شرط وجوب when you fulfill the condition the ibada becomes obligation for you and we will have just example these divisions are like matters of usul fiqh and matters fuqaha talk about they are beneficial sometimes you find the results but for us because we need to learn and we want to learn to uh, work and to act and inshallah these uh, like topics are more for students of knowledge and for scholars for us just to act and to follow inshallah it's easier to understand that we need to do all these conditions and these pillars for example yesterday we had islam islam some scholars say it is shart sahha its condition for acceptance and to make this uh, action accepted and some others they said it is shart wujub so if a person is not muslim they, he doesn't have to fast because there is this agreement if kuffar they have to do all the actions of sharia or the texts of sharia are talking to kuffar as well or uh, they need to become muslim first then uh, we tell them to do the rest of the actions and yesterday we had some matters especially about reverts and people converting to islam uh, newly how to deal especially with sound and inshallah today we will pass to the second condition of some which is reaching the age of puberty we said when we say reaching the age of puberty doesn't mean that if a person is young before the age of puberty they don't fast here we see the terminology of shart wujub so this condition is conditioned to make it compulsory for a person to fast before reaching the age of puberty uh, the person doesn't have to fast uh, if they fast it's something very good and uh, it's sunnah and we will see these things inshallah so if a person reach the age of puberty it becomes a must and they have to fast all the month of ramadan they will be the test they will be uh, they need to listen to all the texts of islam when someone reach the age of puberty they have to pray the five daily prayers in time they cannot miss any prayer and the text of sharia when they speak to someone who is like 30 years old 50 years old someone who reached the age of puberty even 15 years old these texts concern this person especially the uh, these uh, pillars of islam as we are talking about the pillar of islam fasting assam this text is clear in sunnah that if a person reached the age of puberty he will be asked to do these pillars of Islam. We know the famous hadith uh, Ali radiallahu anh said that the Prophet وسلم, said the pen is raised over three people. So three people uh, the actions will not uh, they are not asked to do all the things of Islam and they don't have to do these things in islam and if they don't do them they are not they will not be punished the first one the one who is sleeping till he wakes up the child till he reaches the age of puberty the person who is in a state of insanity till he wake up or till he have sense again so this is topic of agreement between scholars that the children they don't need and they don't have 
they don't have to fast. They can fast, but they don't have to. If a person reaches the age of puberty, does he need to fast the years before puberty? No, they don't need to do this because the, they start fasting, they start pray, uh, have to pray after the age of puberty. Even if for the prayer, we have the text that they, we teach the children to pray at the age of seven and we can't punish them and with following the rulings of Islam in specific way, not as a lot of people understand, uh, hit them or something. It's just to teach them at the age of 10. And we have this in the lessons of the prayer. Inshallah, we will repeat it, inshallah. But when they reach the age of puberty, they have to pray all the prayers on time. Even at the age of 10, we need to teach them and practice with them. Same for fasting. It's from Sunnah to teach the children to fast, even before the age of puberty. As long as we know there is no danger for our children. If they can fast, if the child is able to fast, if the child there is no danger in their fast, it's sunnah to make the children fast. Why? To get used to fast. And this is the opinion of Jumhur, Ahnaf, Shafi'iyya, Hanabila, and even saying for Malikiya. And a lot of pious predecessors said and followed this opinion. And one of the proofs is uh, the story that we had yesterday when the Prophet ﷺ sent uh, the morning of Ashura to the people, to the tribes, to the towns, tell them whoever is, uh, broke his fast, they need to continue. And if anyone is already fasting, let them continue fasting. Rubai ibn bint Mu'awwadh said, we used to fast after that, and we used to make our children fast. And we used to make them uh, like uh, toys of wool, like dolls and things, to make them uh, play with them. And in some narrations of the same hadith, when they, the children, they ask the, their parents for food, they make them play with these uh, dolls and with these toys of wool that they used to make, the Sahaba used to make, till the time of iftar. So they make them uh, busy with something, with playing, to make them used to fast. Another ruling for the children and for uh, someone who reached the age of puberty and is... When, if a person uh, reached the age of puberty in the middle of Ramadan, for example, in the 15th of Ramadan, your child reached the age of puberty, does they need to uh, make up the previous fast of the previous days of Ramadan? No, they don't need to make up any fast. They have to fast from that day and they continue the rest of the days. So if they reach the puberty at night, for example, they start fasting the next day but what if they reach uh, puberty in the middle of the day uh, the majority of the scholars say that they need to continue abstaining from eating drinking and fasting the rest of the day so they cannot continue eating and drinking and they uh, they don't repeat that day because they didn't have to fast it from the beginning just maybe something from uh, as Fa'ida. Uh, to know how to know that a person reached the age of puberty, the scholars say uh, there are signs. One of them is 
emission of semen. So if uh, the boy and some scholars say even a girl, this is possible even for the girl, even if a lot of people find it weird. But the scholars in the books of fiqh, they say that even some women may have this. So the first sign of uh, puberty is emission of uh, money, emission of semen. The second uh, thing is to have uh, the pubic hair. So if uh, the boy or the girl see uh, or find uh, the hair in their around their private parts, it is another sign of puberty. For the girls, we have another sign, which is uh, the blood of menstruation. Height is one of the signs of puberty. And if a boy or a girl, for any reason, they don't see any of the signs and they reach the age of 15, it's the last age. So if we have a boy or a girl, they say, we, we didn't see any sign. Uh, the boy or the uh, no uh, emission of semen, the no hayd, no nothing, then the age of 15 is uh, in fiqh, the age of puberty. So from 15, they start application or, and they, they start to be considered as baligh in Islam. They will be adult in Islam and they have to pray and they have to fast uh, as we explained. So it is very important to teach our children because sometimes we see some parents, they don't want to teach their children uh, to fast. They say they are still young, they're still young. When they t reach the age of puberty, they find it hard. And sometimes when they reach the age of puberty, they start fasting one and two days to learn. But if we already teach them to start fasting when they were younger, when they reach the age of puberty, they have to fast the whole month of Ramadan. Except if there is danger, this, the same ruling for adults, uh, if, uh, when there is danger for the health of a person, it's the same ruling. But when there is no danger, it's the same ruling. So uh, the Muslim has to fast the whole month of Ramadan. It's not something, it's not a game, it's not it's pillar of Islam. And as Muslims, we cannot discuss the rulings of Islam. We know some people in our days, they have weird uh, opinions and they say something haram in Islam. They say uh, everything can be discussed, even the rulings of Islam, even this, even that. Uh, so we seek refuge with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from this saying we cannot discuss the decisions of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we cannot discuss the rulings of Islam Islam is to submit oneself to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Islam to say sami'na wa ata'na Islam is to follow what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says and what the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is our creator and he knows best what is the best for us and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who legislated fasting for us, he knows the wisdoms behind this and the benefits for all of us. And if it was dangerous for our children, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would change the age or put another rule. But it's not the case, so we just have to fulfill this ruling. So the second condition of fasting is uh, reaching the age of puberty. We said it's a condition to make it an obligation but before it is good deed it's very good to teach the children fasting and it is uh, sunnah for them and they will find the reward and even the parents will have the reward of teaching their children if they have the intention like the other deeds of islam so if a child practice and go to hajj before puberty it they will have the reward 
but they it's not a must for them and they need to do hajj again but uh, if they do it after puberty it will count and it will fulfill and it will be enough for them for their hajj inshallah we pass to the condition that we have which is al-aql sanity so if a person is insane they don't have to fast and the proof is the same proof rafi' al-qalam and thalatha the same hadith is a rule for the children and for the person who is uh, insane so if a person is in state of insanity they they don't have to fast they fast or not it's the same thing if they fast they don't have reward because they are not they don't know what they are doing here a lot of questions about people who have mental health issues so the scholars say depend on the level of these mental health issues if someone reached the age of uh, reached the level or the state of junoon junoon is the person co- completely lose the mind they don't know what they are doing they don't know what they are saying and just to explain in the books of fiqh it says that this state can comes and go so uh, some people they are not all the time 24/7 in that state so they feel sometimes that, that state where they they lose completely uh, control they lose sense and sometimes they find it again so here we have a lot of masail in fiqh about the rulings of majnoon in islam so if a person is in that state they don't have uh, to fast but if they wake up during the day they have to fast the rest of the day so if they they are all the day they are not in good state they are not having the sense they are in insanity so they don't have to fast but if they wake up if they feel sense again they fast the rest of the day and they don't have to do qada for the days they missed for example if someone was in state of insanity during the month of ramadan after ramadan they don't have to make up the fast from the previous ramadan because they had religious excuse they don't have to uh, fast if a person uh, intend to fast but he were in state of insanity the whole day and he didn't wake up till after ghurub that day they don't fast it and they don't have to do qada of uh, that day if a person was in normal state then they had junoon during the day they uh, don't have to do qada of the same day the scholars they have some rulings for what they call atah atah is a person who have like half of insanity and half is all right if they don't have control if they are not 100% in their normal state they don't have to fast and they say the person these rulings are about the person who speak like the person who is insane they don't have the f- control of their actions they have the same rulings of the, the one who has junoon and this in islam is called ma'tuh the person who have atah so they have the same uh, rulings same ruling is for the person who the out people who like uh, forget and they don't have control for uh, their mind the scholars say they have the same ruling another thing that the scholars add to uh, junoon to the same um, topic 
is the person who faint during the day of Ramadan. So they say if a person faint before uh, Fajr and they wake up after uh, Maghrib, they say they didn't fast that day and they need to do Qadha for that day. So if a person faint before Fajr and wake up after Maghrib, they didn't fast that day and this day doesn't count, and they need to do qada for that specific day. And this is the opinion of Jumhur, the opinion of Malikiya, Shafi'i, and Hanabila. And some scholars said it is agreement between all uh, the scholars. And some scholars disagreed uh, about the person who sleep the whole day. They say if a person sleep the whole day without waking up any second. Some scholars say it's the same ruling. Some others they said. Uh, it's not the same case so it's dangerous what some people to avoid fasting they sleep before fajr and they wake up uh, after maghrib the first thing they missed all the prayers they missed a lot of rewards they missed the time uh, blessed time of fasting and they missed accepted dua while they were fasting and they missed the reward of fasting if we follow the opinion of some fuqaha but the agreement is for the person who faint before Fajr and wake up after Maghrib. But if a person, like they were awake part of the day and they faint the rest of the day. Some scholars say if they wake up even just a part of the day, even one second they, or one minute they wake up, they, uh, it means it's all about intention. They say if they have the intention of fasting during that day, but they faint, it's something not under their control. They say then they don't need to do qada and fasting in that day is correct and inshallah it will be uh, accepted. There are a lot of rulings for using anesthetic in Ramadan. Inshallah, uh, we leave them for the previous, uh, for the next chapters. Inshallah, because we'll have different types when we will talk about uh, things that invalidate fasting, muftarat siyam. We will talk about using anesthetic during the day of Ramadan because there are different types of them but if the anesthetic is not uh, like a liquid and it's not something uh, nutrition uh, nutritive something then the scholars say it has the same ruling of fainting so if it was part of the day the fast is correct if it's the whole day they say the person need to make up and do qada for uh, the day and same for person who lost memory they say it's this exactly they don't have to uh, fast and it is the opinion of uh, the permanent committee of ifta and uh, they say it's the, they have the same ruling of the young child inshallah uh, we continue with some rulings inshallah as we said yesterday if you have any questions i try to be quick to try to touch a lot of topics because uh, there are a lot of things to talk about. There are a lot of rulings uh, in Islam of fasting. We're still uh, trying just to explain the conditions of uh, the fa fast of Psalm. We didn't reach, we didn't start our book yet because we have 34 hadith that we are going to uh, read. We go, are going to read in Arabic translation and take some uh, lessons and benefits from them. Inshallah, just I ask you to be patient with me, inshallah. 
and inshallah we will try to learn a lot in this uh, course of fasting the fourth condition is iqama is to be resident it means not being traveling not being musafir because musafir they have the right to break the fast while they travel the limit of travel uh, the number of days allowed all these things inshallah we will have it in chapter because there are a hadith talking about traveling in our book Ahkam. so in this introduction we try to talk about things that the author uh, Abdul Ghani Maqdisi didn't have in his hadith so uh, but the things that we are going to have in the future in the coming lessons we just give it as a title like here the, the scholars say uh, one of the conditions of uh, fasting is not to be uh, traveling here does it mean they cannot fast? No. We said here is shart wujub. So, iqama uh, is shart wujub. If a person is not traveling, he, they have to fast. But if they are not muqim, uh, if they are traveling, if they are musafir, they don't have. But they can fast as we are going to see when we explain the rulings of the traveler uh, in Ramadan. The fifth as well is ability and this is a big uh, chapter because when we say ability being able to fast is conditioned to fast here the we will see inshallah as well uh, when we start studying the hadith the rulings for uh, the patients the, someone who is ill in Ramadan someone who is permanently ill have uh, chronic illness someone with illness uh, just temporary uh, illness the breastfeeding woman the pregnant woman and all these rulings inshallah they have something to do with ability so we will have the rulings something that uh, we will have as well is the sixth condition of uh, fasting which is to be pure from haid and nifas to be pure from the blood of menstruation and blood of nifas uh, can pregnant women fast inshallah we will have all the rulings uh, of fasting in uh, when we arrive to the hadith talking about muftarat siyam and the, the rulings for women just to summarize it if there is no danger for the woman and for the the baby she can fast if there is danger she has the right to break her fast and we will have the opinions of the scholars and what the woman need to do does she need to do qaza after ramadan or does she need to give only fidya or does she need to do to give both of them inshallah we leave these uh, topics inshallah when we study because when we start a topic it's better to study all uh, the topic as it should be inshallah and i promise inshallah if we're still alive that we are going to uh, study the rulings of pregnant women breastfeeding women with details in the coming lessons inshallah so one of the conditions uh, of fasting is to be pure from haith and nifas haith is the blood of period nifas is the bl blood that the woman have after uh, giving birth the it is a condition to be pure from this blood so if a woman has is in the period or after giving birth she is still in the period of nifas 
it's haram for them to fast they cannot uh, fast any fast they cannot fast obligatory compulsory fasting on ramadan and they cannot fast the uh, nafl they cannot for example fast monday and thursday or any uh, extra fam in islam for uh, women who is in the period or in nifas to fast if a woman uh, is uh, pure or become pure from uh, the period so her, her blood stop during the day of Ramadan does she need to continue fasting or she is allowed to continue breaking her fast the rest of the day there are two opinions to be honest the Malikiyah Shafi'iyah and it is a narration from Imam Ahmed and it is the, uh, what Ibn Hazm rahmatullah, has chosen that they have to continue uh, fa uh, fasting so if a woman is in the period then for example in the 15th day of ramadan in the at asr for example she her period stop or the blood of nifas stop she has to fast the rest of the day if you follow this first opinion the second opinion they say uh, they they can uh they have to fast the rest so, sorry the first opinion they they don't have to uh, to fast the rest of the day the second opinion which is the madhab of ahnaf they say she has to fast the rest of the day so there are two opinions and uh, to be honest both uh, groups they have their proofs some uh, some of them they did qiyas on uh, the muslim who embrace islam and other qiyas so the best for the women who uh, have tohr from uh, menstruation when the period finished when nifas finished the best for the women and the safe opinion is to fast the rest of the day because there are two opinions and we didn't find a way to say this opinion is stronger than the other than the safe opinion for the woman is to fast the rest of the day when she is uh, in the period another thing that uh, women ask about is taking tablets to stop the period in ramadan for to fast this is not something that existed before and the scholars now they say if uh, these tablets and these medicines are not dangerous for the women to use in ramadan these tablets to stop the period they are not dangerous for the women they say it is uh, per permissible especially if her intention is to fast the whole month in ramadan in the time of ramadan this is the opinion of hanabila uh, ibn baz said and followed this uh, opinion but the lot of scholars they said best not to do it because a period is something natural when the period comes she doesn't have to fast and she does qada after the month of ramadan uh, inshallah about hayd and nifas uh, blood of menstruation and nifas there are a lot of questions that we may find inshallah i will try to ask some of them and try to answer them and inshallah if you have any questions please uh, send them and we try to answer uh, them tomorrow in the next lesson if w the woman uh, after fajr she uh, find that she uh, the period has stopped so if uh, the period stop after fajr the scholars say that she 
she lost the day. She will continue fasting if we follow that opinion, the safe opinion. But she lost that day and she needs to do qada for that day. But if she is clean, she becomes clean from uh, the blood just one second or one minute before the time of Fajr, then she has the right to fast uh, the day and that day will count. And the same thing we say for if the period starts. If the period starts after Maghrib, the, the day, the previous day, we count it and she doesn't need to do qada. But if uh, the period or she give birth uh, just one second before Maghrib, then the, that day need to be repeated. So that day, the woman, she will have to, uh, she will have to do qada of that day. And this is a topic that a woman came to Aisha radiallahu anha and she asked her, she said, why we, we make up the, the fast but we don't make up the prayer during these days of uh, menstruation, during the days of Hayd? Aisha radiallahu anha, she told this woman, are you Haruriya? And Haruriya, there were some people who followed the way of Khawarij and they used to use, from, use the mind to contradict uh, the text. So this woman said, no, I'm not Haruriya. Just I wanted to ask. So it was an innocent question. She told her a very important rule in Islam. Look the answer of Aisha radiallahu anha. She told her, we have been ordered to make up the fast and not to make up the, the prayer. This is like a wise question, a wise answer. And it is a teaching for us. So in Islam, we are a nation of following we follow Quran and Sunnah. So if the companions have been taught to make up the fast, but not to make up the prayer, we need only to follow what Islam taught us. So if a woman lost her day because of uh, the period, then she needs to wake up, uh, to make up her uh, fast and needs to do qada after the month of Ramadan. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't, uh, will not make her reward to be lost so maybe she will say I, I i fasted till asr then i started the period it was hard and i lost that day allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not make you lose the reward uh, inshallah uh, for the woman who gave birth can she fast before 40 days the scholars say as long as the the nifas the blood stop even before 40 days she will be allowed uh, to fast again inshallah there are i think a lot of things to say and a lot of questions is the, the questions that i could remember and could imagine so inshallah if any of you have questions concerning hayd and nifas please ask them and inshallah maybe before we finish this uh, lessons this uh, series we will have the rulings of Hayd and Nifas in Ramadan again so we revise and maybe we will have more questions after we have a lot of other chapters we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to write the full reward for us multiplied inshallah in these uh, days we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to increase us in knowledge to make us benefit from what we learn we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to remove this epidemic, to remove this bala and waba. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to heal our patient. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless all deceased brothers and sisters. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive our sins, to accept our repentance, 
and to teach us our religion to make us act upon what we learn ربنا زدنا علما وانفعنا بما علمتنا وجعلنا من الذين يستمعون القول فيتبعون أحسنه أولئك الذين هدى الله وأولئك هم الراشدون وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك أشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت أستغفرك وأتوب إليك